Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of After Taps, the podcast with uh, your host, Eric Marshall. Today we're joined by uh, a very special group, different than what we've had in the past. But before we get into that, go ahead and give you the sports update from Culver Academy is here this week. Uh, tough week for athletics here at school. Uh, obviously, we have the hockey teams coming back from a fun trip to nationals, uh, unfortunate loss. But uh, as we come into the regular high school sports, we've got girls lacrosse with... Uh, a loss and a win. What would that have been? I guess just on Monday. And then softball had two unfortunate losses this week. Varsity baseball lost to John Glenn in a very exciting game. I was fortunate enough to watch and take pictures. So I was dugout level for that game, which was a lot of fun. I got to be interactive there with the team. And uh, I have to say it was, it was a good game. It was a pitching battle back and forth. Uh, Oscar Stewart came to start the game and uh, – Really shut it down for the first three and a half innings. Fourth inning for him was a little slow. He uh, from throw, he went from throwing 30 pitches the first three to a total of 37 just in the fourth inning. Uh, he was relieved by junior Tim Flanagan, who came in and just shut down, kind of uh, got him out of a pickle, and that was uh, a big save for them. Uh, the, the game ended up going into extra innings, which was really fun to watch here at uh, Culver Academy's George T. Wilkins Field. And uh, the boys ended up taking an unfortunate loss there in extra innings. But Gerber came in to relieve 10 for the close. And overall, they played a really good game. So you got to give those guys props. Uh, JV Baseball, on the other hand, took a big win this week with a 10 to nothing win over uh, Winnemac High School. So shout out to those guys. I, I like to see when the younger guys are taking big wins like that. Uh, boys Golf, Jordan LaReese, huge win of the... Uh, match I think it's called tournament not too sure so uh but shout out Jordan LaReese for I believe he shot 38 which is two over par here at the Culver Academy's golf course which happens to be a top 10 nine hole course in the U.S. so shout out Jordan LaReese again uh track and field they've been pretty active all week I don't know how to get the results to those because I don't know how it works so it's uh too bad but I know that they're doing well so shout out them Boys varsity lacrosse took a couple losses this week. Or, yeah. And then boys prep lacrosse just came back from St. Xavier, and they won at 13-4, to which was a, a big win for those guys. So shout-out to them as well. Uh, that's it for athletics. We've got, what, four weeks left here of the, of the school year. I think that's about how much athletics we have left. So we're looking forward to the rest of the season for all these guys and girls who are – including their seasons and push, making a push for a regional championship and even a state championship. So I wish you all the best of luck, and we'll have another update for you listeners as soon as uh, we get some more games going. So joining us here today, we've got, like I said, a special group, a lot different than what we've had. We are, have some representatives from Culver Girls Academy once again, so I uh, want to introduce some leadership and uh, some athletics, a little bit of both. It's going to be kind of an interesting, more of just a conversation rather than a, a question and answer about the programs that they play for. So I'm really excited. I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves here so I don't want to butcher anything. So if they want to take it away. Well, hi, um, I'm Jane Savinsky. I'm a senior here at Culver. Um, this re leadership rotation, I am senior prefect. Um, I play soccer, basketball, and I'm a member of the orchestra. Hi, I'm Amelia Walsh. I'm also a senior here in CGA. 
Um, I actually don't have a leadership position at the mm-hmm. moment, um, but I'm kind of just helping around in my dorm especially. Um, and I don't play any sports, but I'm currently training for a marathon. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us here today on the show. I'm really excited to have you here. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> Thank birthday you. Present. Of course. So, yeah, the show's growing, so we're, we're kind of spreading, spreading the wings and getting around, so... I'm really excited about it. Uh, Jane, I just have a question for you. I want to just go down with the basics here. You mentioned Senior Prefect and the leadership system here at Culver Girls Academy. Uh, some of our viewers might not know who that, what, who or what that is. So if you want to go ahead and talk about that a little bit, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, senior Prefect is the top CGA leadership position. Uh, we have three rotations, so there are three Senior Prefects throughout the year, and I am the last third rotation. So my job is to help with all the the end-of-the-year events, um, represent CGA in public, help out um, kind of integrating the two schools, CMA and CGA. I meet with the Dean of Girls every week, and I communicate the ideas and, you know, complaints and thoughts of the students to her, and then relay her ideas back to them in a good way. And, you know, um, especially with COVID, we've had to tackle a lot of extra problems, and um, so I've been pretty busy. Well, I believe it. I mean, everything with COVID, I, I'm sure it's hard for you to, you're constantly having to deal with the students and the faculty. So it's probably a big battle. I mean, nobody's ever happy. So yeah. especially I, this week we've had, um, the senior dinner dance was a big deal. <laughs> As y'all know, um, it was just kind of late planning on the adults part and they got the information out to us about the dance late. And a lot of students were complaining and that kind of, fell on my shoulders along with my, you know, other um, fellow student leaders and we kind of had to deal with that and communicate through the adults and the students and it was kind of a big mess, but we figured it out. <laughs> Jane, let me ask you, how did you use what you've learned here to help you resolve the problem that you had with some of the students? Well, I'd say one of the biggest things that was that I've learned that was helpful, especially in this situation, was just kind of um, stay calm, honestly. Um, it's easy to give in to that, all that complaining and kind of, you know, rallying and, and you know. Um, but Sam Hazen and I were uh, trying to figure it out and we just kind of went straight to the adults um, and didn't really talk. You know, there were a lot of group chats talking about it with various students and we just tried to kind of go straight to the adults and handle it before everything, um, you know, escalated. So I think the fact that we all stayed, you know, relatively calm and just kind of tried to deal with it mm-hmm. helped a lot because it wasn't as stressful. So I'm, I'm in one of those group chats where a lot of kids were complaining about it, and they were trying to schedule and plan a riot <laughs> where, where they're trying to storm some of the buildings here on campus. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, thank goodness we didn't have to uh, go through something like that. Which would have brought us to like uh, an event kind of like the the Shattuck night we had this year. Um, everybody knows about that. But uh, what was your response as, as like the person in charge when you heard that these kids were trying to start a riot? Well, I kind of figured it wouldn't happen, um, and it was it wasn't. There was one person I think saying, you know, let's do a riot. So I kind of thought that I was hoping their voice would be you know lost in the crowd a little bit. Um, and I know a lot of seniors saying they wanted to boycott senior dinner dance and do their own thing, which would be honestly a super cool idea. But, you know, in my position, I kind of felt I had to just 
support the administration mm -hmm. on this one and you know be an example even though you know i think those ideas were honestly it'd be kind of fun to have our own mm -hmm. little thing but i um just kind of had to stick with it and try to figure it out and you know leave my own yeah, I uh, my name was tossed in there quite a bit for running a, a DJ option for the dance, and as we kind of threw this coup, but I don't I don't know if that would have actually happened. You know, a lot of these kids are complaining about it, but in real like realistically, they're all gonna go. You know, nobody's gonna skip like they're saying, and they're gonna have a good time, and they're gonna get a lot of photos, which they're gonna have for, for memories for the rest of their life. So. As much as people complain, I don't think it's really as big of a deal as they make it. Yeah, I figured everybody would end up just giving in, you know. Everybody mm -hmm. loves to complain, but nobody really does anything. Mm -hmm. So I figured it would be okay after just letting it sizzle. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. I mean, a lot of people, like, behind closed doors, they're big talk, you know. Everybody's talking about how they're going to do this and that. But when time, time comes to uh, actually do it, everybody always cowards down, so. You never really have to worry about anything like that too much, especially around here. So keep it relatively safe, you know. Um, we'll, we'll come back to some of that leadership, but Amelia, I've had this on my mind since you said it. You've been training for a marathon. I know it doesn't have anything to do with, with school or, <laughs> or CGA leadership or anything, but I, I want to know more about this marathon that you have planned. Yeah, so um, it actually kind of started over quarantine last year. I got super into lifting and kind of exercise in general. So ever since then, I've been um, in the gym using weights a lot more. But recently, I wanted to get back into running because I ran cross country last year and I loved it. Um, but I've run a few half marathons just on my own time. And so I kind of wanted to challenge myself. So I'm now a little bit over a month into training. And so I will run it at home this summer to see how I like it, and then depending on how that goes, I'll sign up for a real one. Yeah. So what do you do for your for marathon training? I mean, I'm assuming you don't just go and run, what, 32 miles or however long? 26.2. 26. I'm sorry, I had no idea. So it's fine, no there you problems. go. I'm sure you don't just go run 26 miles daily. No. I'm sure you have to build up to it or? Yeah, so I'm doing it through um, Peloton, which a lot of people probably know about. Um, but it's an 18-week program, and you slowly build up your mileage and time uh, per week running. And so it's split up into um, Mondays or tempo days, so like you run faster and kind of build speed. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays you lift. Um, it's called Strength for Runners. I don't know how it's any different from regular lifting, but. Um, and then Wednesday is more of a marathon race prep, which is just like the speed that you would go in the actual race at that point in time. Um, and then Friday, you're preparing for your long run on Saturday, which builds up, and that's the most important day of the week for training. So, yeah. Well, there you go. For those of you guys listening, training for a marathon, you know, <laughs> you know the steps to doing it. Um, so you mentioned something that uh, most people, most girls don't actually do, which is lift weights here at our Culver gym. They've, they've all got this idea where – it's separated into two separate gyms, you know. Yeah. We've got the, the bike area with the uh, studio floor for everybody always does core, and then we've got the, the free weights on the other side, which is the, the lunk gym. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, we've had conversations about it in the past, but now that we're here on the show. Yeah, so when I came in as a freshman, I was scared of the gym personally, so I know how it is on the girls' 
end. Like everyone's scared that they're going to be judged or the boys are going to be looking at them. But in reality, they don't pay attention to you whatsoever because they are just looking at themselves and focusing on their own lift. Um, so like I said earlier, I got super into lifting over quarantine because that's kind of all I had. We have a little lifting area in my house. Um, so I found a few influencers on social media who I followed, and then they kind of built my um, confidence. So coming back to school, I felt a lot better about lifting, and I didn't really fear it anymore. So during cross-country season, when I was still running, um, I would go after practice, and then um, once I quit, I just got super into it, and I would have girls come up to me and ask about lifting. So I think that the stigma with girls lifting in the gym is kind of subsiding a little bit and girls are gaining more confidence which has been really cool to see throughout the year but yeah so my question then would be what what's your advice for these these girls that might think that they can't go to the boy side of the gym boy side and uh rotations because obviously I, I i see you both on the other side doing doing your thing and nobody ever says anything. So what would be your advice be to those who don't really know? I mean, everyone's in their own little world when they're in the gym. So just focus on what you're doing and do it for yourself. Don't go in there to impress anybody or to kind of blend in. Just do what you want to do for yourself. If it makes you, if you want to get stronger, lift. If you want to do cardio, do cardio. Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Jane, what are your thoughts on that? Is that the same kind of advice that you would have for them? Yeah, I've definitely, this is the first year that I've actually gotten into using that side of, you know, the gym. Um, and honestly, like, my biggest struggle is knowing what workouts to do and, like, not feeling stupid doing them. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be just, you know, have a workout ready that you feel comfortable doing and, like, don't be afraid to ask people how to use machines or how to, you know, change the setting on them because I've had to do that a lot and it just helps you be more confident and feel like you know what you're doing and then you can just get in the zone and lift. Yeah, you also shouldn't be afraid to look stupid because that's how you get better. So mm -hmm. it's People may laugh at you because I've had people laugh at me a lot this week especially, but, <laughs> but you just ignore it and just, I don't know, it's fun to try new things and embarrass yourself too. So. Mm -hmm. Jane, I really liked what you said there about asking people. Uh, a lot of people, well, they so I, I'm in the gym quite a bit here at school, and a lot of people know that, and they always, like, a lot of the younger guys start to come up to me, and they're starting to ask a lot of questions, which I really appreciate because when I was that age, I didn't know what to do either. You know, I, I kind of had to learn on my own or, or ask some of the older guys at the gym that I used to go to. So when these younger kids are starting to ask, it means that they're, they really care, and they're trying to get better. So it's something that we all want to see a little bit more of from those the kids who might not know. And they don't even have to be younger kids, you know. It's uh, never too late to start working out for anything that you want to do. So like Amelia, you said you're working to run a marathon. So I see you grinding every day, and I, I don't think you have any problems running that marathon. So that's kind of just, I mean, it's not a brief intro, but that's a little intro to what uh, you two girls do. But... I, I kind of want to know the origins of your Culver careers and your Culver history. I know, I know each of you guys have a little bit different stories, so if you want to go ahead and touch on those a little bit. Yeah, um, so I came into Culver as a sophomore. I didn't know anything about it, honestly, before I shadowed. I shadowed my freshman year, shadowed Sam Hazen, who I'm now really good friends with. Um, 
my parents kind of set it up. We have neighbors, um, the Curtises. Uh, Henry graduated in 2020, I believe. And so we kind of knew about Culver. My parents knew about Culver. Um, and they kind of wanted to just, you know, set me up for a better opportunity um, compared to my old school. And so, you know, kind of without telling me, they set me up for a shadow and tour day. Um, they kind of just said, you know, keep an open mind and see what happens. And I totally just fell in love with Culver on that day. Like, um, you know, I was sitting in a freshman humanities class and I was kind of just blown away by like, the, I was listening to a Harkness and like, you know, people cared about what they were saying and it sounded like they cared about school a lot more than, you know, my classes back home. Um, and I was just super impressed and I really, you know, I thought this is the place for me. So I decided to come my sophomore year. There you go. Uh, yeah, the Harkness real quick. What is, what is a Harkness for those who don't know? I mean, we got to really kind of explain some of the vocab that we use here because Culver is such a special place and a lot of people might not know exactly what things are. So if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, so a Harkness, I've heard it at other schools called a fishbowl conversation or a Socratic. Um, basically, it's where usually it's typically in an English class where you just read a book or a part of a book and you sit in a circle facing each other um, and you just have a conversation about what you read and there's kind of certain mannerisms, you, you know, you're polite and you don't interrupt and um, you say things like, and off of that point, I'm gonna talk about X, Y, Z. Um, and so it's just a way to recap what you read and like talk to your peers about it. Do you have any Harkness uh, experiences that stood out to you in your past three years here? I just remember sophomore year, I was super shy um, compared to now. And so I, you know, didn't want to talk up. It was a big deal to talk in a Harkness. You know, you got your heart racing. You think you said the wrong thing, you know, and it's, you're just talking to like 10 other, you know, students your age. So, but, I, you know, and then now this year I've been able to, you know, just treat it more like a conversation like it should be. So mm -hmm. that's been more fun, you know, to participate in. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been too fond of the Harknesses myself. I mean, I don't have bad experiences with them, but I don't have good experiences. You know, it's just kind of something we got to do. So, Amelia, if you want to go ahead and speak on your time here. I've been at Culver for a long time. Um, there used to be this thing called family camp in the summers years ago. Um, so your family would just come out for a week and you would take classes such as tubing or arts and crafts, just tennis, any sports, um, just little things like that. Um, and that was super fun. And then from that, I wanted to go to summer camp, so woodcraft. So I went there for five years. And then from woodcraft, I wanted to go to winter school. So I shadowed and then I fell in love. And my dad and brother both went to Culver. My dad graduated in 1980 and my brother graduated in 2018 so I had him for a year which was also really cool so yeah I've been here ever since the summer camp so I actually myself went to the upper school here at Culver and I participated in the Culver School of Aviation so I know a little bit uh, about the upper school but I never participated in the woodcraft so if you want to talk a little bit about what woodcraft is and what it's done for you oh wow I with my friends who I went to camp with all the time and we all wish we could go back and do it again. It's so much fun. So it's a six-week program and it's kids ages 9 to 14 I think that are in woodcraft and so
So you have units and cabins, and so you get really close with um, those people. And it's kind of a military-style camp, I guess is the term to use. Um, so we would have retreats and parades every week. Um, and then there was also a leadership system there, um, which was always fun for everyone because it was a huge competition among little kids. Um, and the classes there were also super fun. They had an Indian dance program, which was one of the most popular there. And I participated in it with a lot of my friends. So I think that was one of the best parts of going to camp. And then I made so many friends there that I'm still in contact with to this day from all across the world, which is just so cool. So, yeah. yeah, I really like the idea of that meeting people that are worldwide and you kind of meet them young and end up being friends with them for a long, long time. Uh, it's something that not a whole lot of people get to experience, which is quite insane. I mean, personally, I, so I, I have my pilot's license, obviously I got it from the Culver School of Aviation. And I was here at the Plymouth Airport flying, you know, just, just a daily flight. And I came back in for a refuel and in the FBO was sitting some kid I thought I'd never seen him before. You know, he's wearing a mask, had long hair, had a hat on. And he's like, Marshall, is that you? And I was like, yeah, how do you know my name? <laughs> Took off his hat. It turns out it was an old friend of mine, Juan Pike Castillo, that I hadn't seen in four years. You know, he, somebody that I hadn't talked to either. We'd kind of seen each other on social media. But when I saw him in person, it was like it hadn't been a day had gone by since I talked to him, you know. And we ended up talking for a couple hours, missing both of our flights. So, you know, just, just getting to uh, talk to your friends that you make from those different uh, events, you know, which is pretty insane. So now we know a little bit about the Culver history, but what does the, the future look like for both of you guys? I mean, Culver's kind of a college prep leadership, blah, blah, blah. What what has it done for you? Like, do you guys have some college plans or gap year? What are you guys looking at? Uh, I will be heading to the Ohio State next year. Um, I originally did not plan on going there at all. I had big college dreams, uh, applied to a lot of high academic schools because um, my counselor told me I should, which was disappointing um, <laughs> come you know decision day. But um, I'm actually really happy with my decision. Uh, my sister-in-law, future sister-in-law, went to OSU, and so she is just so happy that I'm going, and I think it'll be just a really great experience, and I'm excited to go to a really big school and have all those opportunities, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I bet. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about Ohio State. I uh, I have some friends who are going there, so you'll, you'll probably meet them, but uh, I have one of the some of the closest people in my, in my life have gone there, actually, when I was playing hockey in Arizona. Uh, not my billet dad, but he treated me as if he was my billet dad. Uh, Mr. Heath Edelblue, he went to Ohio State. I believe he was a dual sport athlete there. He wrestled and played football. So whenever I'm at his house, you know, he's got all the memorabilia. He's got all of it. So I know a lot about the Ohio State University through him. Amelia, if you want to. So I will be attending the University of Vermont. Um, it was one of my top choices, actually. Um, but I did, like Jane said, I applied to schools that were quite a reach, and it was disappointing <laughs> decision day. 
Um, but I'm really happy that I'm going there. I've met a lot of cool people that I'm going to school with. Um, I'm really happy that it's up in the mountains because I love hiking, love the outdoors, so it'll be really nice to go back east into the mountains. Yeah, you said that you both said that you were a little disappointed on uh, decision day. I I think that I would I would disagree with you guys when you say that you were dis well not disagree, but I would offer my rebuttal that you shouldn't be disappointed given the uh, the, the competition this year for the class of twenty twenty one. It was like none other. I mean, given that we didn't have to submit SAT scores, I would say that double the amount of normal applicants applied to each school. So don't don't look at it like you guys weren't good enough or, or say I think that you both are well qualified for both for all schools you applied for. So that's that's kind of where I sit. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to go to my first school choice and that uh, that worked out in my favor. But there were some schools I applied to that I didn't get into. But it's just how that's how the, the cards were dealt this year, you know. Yeah, I've heard there's just so many factors that made this year so much harder. Mm -hmm. you know? Like the class of 2020 who took gap years, um, international students who couldn't come last year, and then the no SAT scores. So I was really hoping my SAT score would help me, but I guess not this year. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it, just been crazy. Yeah, very unfortunate too. But, I mean, I've I heard something, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it was like some things didn't, the things that didn't work out worked out. I think that was how it was said. So I mean, if you got if you look at everything like that, everything's gonna be a good, like, good thing, you know. Yeah. So just take everything that you learn and, and have a good time with it. So that's my my little spiel on the little college college world. But obviously, I don't really know. Never been there. Never done it. Yeah. So. I like to think everything's you know like it's meant to happen happens. So mm -hmm. that's the the attitude I'm trying to have with the whole college thing. So. My uh, my Oma, which is. German for grandma, she says it every single time I see her is everything happens for a reason. So never never forget that because it's true, you know. Everything happens for a reason. I mean, it doesn't matter athletics, academics, um, you know, whatever event you're in or for anything, it's not it's not like it wasn't meant to be. So stay positive and look to the look look to the what is it, shoot for the moon, hit the stars. Thanks, shoot for the stars, shoot hit the, the moon. Stars, hit the moon, the stars. Land, land on the moon. Whatever it is, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's let's get back to a little more joyful here. Uh, what are your guys' hobbies at home, being from not two separate parts of the country, but two different parts of the country, you know? I mean, I'm sure you might have a little bit different hobbies. Yeah, so when I'm at home, um, depending on the season, I am either hiking, skiing, um, or I'm at the beach with my friends. I love traveling around where I live, too, because the main borders where I live, I'm literally five minutes from Kittery, Maine, um, and then Massachusetts is not far either. So um, I'm just always driving around with my friends, and we're finding new things to do, which is really fun, especially come summertime, because always finding new hiking trails. And my brother and I, are working towards hiking all of the 4,000 footers in um, the White Mountains. So we still have a lot of work to do, but there you hiking go. a lot this summer. <laughs> yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. So, Jen? Well, I am not so lucky as Amelia to live somewhere <laughs> where there's things to do. I live in Lafayette, Indiana, 
And we're actually about to move to Culver this summer. So with even less, well, maybe Culver will have more things to do um, on the lake. But in Lafayette, um, I try to keep myself busy. I am the only sibling still living with my parents. So I do a lot of, um, I've been trying to learn new crafts like knitting, friendship bracelets. Um, I try to get outside a lot, work out, but you know, um, my parents are very relaxed. You know, they like to sit around and not do a whole lot, do some crosswords, you know, mm -hmm. very relaxed type of people. So we're not out hiking or skiing anytime. <laughs> Jane, you mentioned that you're, you're moving here to Culver this summer. I think that's when I, this last summer, I think that's when I actually officially met you was uh, even though we, we had gone to school together last year, I didn't really personally get out and talk to many people. You know, I, I was on the prep hockey team and that's its own world. You know, you never really talk to anybody else. It's you're with these guys and these guys only. So this summer I was very fortunate enough to meet you and we, we did all, some of those things that uh, you mentioned there. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I've, um, I'm excited to move to Culver. Last summer I came to Culver almost every weekend um, to visit friends. Um, so it was really fun and kind of sneak peek of my future. <laughs> Life at the lake. Life at the lake. You gotta love it. There's, there's really nothing wrong with it. I mean, a lot of people, so this is, this is what I find funny though, is everybody's always saying, man, I want to live in Culver. I want to live in Culver. You know, it seems like so much fun, which don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun when there's a lot of people here. Yeah. You know, there's like for graduation, a lot of the graduates come back. And then 4th of July, there's a lot of people here, but for the most part, Monday through Thursday is pretty relaxed. You got to find something to take up your time those t those days. And then most of the time, a lot of people will show up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that's when you get to, uh, you know, go surf every day with your friends. So that's what you got to look forward to. Um, we're kind of running short here on time, but I, I want to talk, go back to the Culver scene. Uh, I've pretty much done this for every um person we've had on the show here and I'd, I'd like to know your favorite Culver memory wow. I'll go ahead and give you a second to, a to think question. on that one <laughs> so bring it back I think Jane's ready for uh, her Culver memory yeah um I would I'm just gonna go to like one of the more recent ones because I think I mean some of my favorite memories that I just can't recall were last year before COVID you know just hanging out with all my friends in the dorm I think that's when we were you know having our best time at Culver but this year, I think my favorite memory was during our soccer season this fall. Um, we started out the soccer season with only eight returning girls on varsity. Um, we had 14 seniors graduate, um, a lot of really good players. Basically, our whole defensive um, lineup was gone. And people, you know, our goalie was gone, people we trusted, our, you know, Heather, who was our, you know, main goal scorer um, last year was gone. So we were, you know, we were kind of convinced it was going to be a re rebuilding year. Um, but we ended up with some really incredible new girls and the team chemistry was just like unlike any other year. And I think that took us far. And so my favorite memory um, was just the moment we won regionals because um, PGA soccer has only gone that far a couple times in the history. So to happen, you know, to have that happen my senior year, you know, with two of my best friends as my fellow captains um, was just really great and you know even though we lost semi-state I was completely happy and it was like just such a good 
you know, culmination of my mm-hmm. soccer career at Culver. You know, I love that story, and specifically because I know this is a little weird, but I was walking down the, the Hall of Fame in uh, Steinbrenner, and I just happened to stop and look at the more recent ones, and it happened to be your guys' uh, regional banner, so I thought that's cool that you mentioned it while I was thinking about it. So it's, that's, it's awesome that you guys were able to go that far with a new team. So congratulations to you guys for that. Thank you. Yeah, it was a really special, special season. Mm-hmm. Nothing more you could ask for. Amelia? I honestly can't think of one thing, but um, one of my happiest times, I guess, at Culver was last year. I was fortunate enough to become really close friends with a lot of, not a lot, but a few people in the class of 2020 that I never really talked to beforehand. Um, so Katie Clark and Sophie Mishi, I'm sure you both know them, but we just did everything together and we would screw around on campus all the time and they just made every day a little bit brighter and there was always something to do with them. So it's been kind of hard without them this year and the year was cut so short last year, which wasn't great. But yeah, honestly, if I have a favorite Culver memory, it's more people than mm-hmm. a thing. And that, that right there, I think, is one of the biggest reasons why we're here at Culver. I mean, it's obviously for the education and the uh, athletics, but one of the most slept on reasons is the networking that we have. I mean, think about it. There's kids that represent, I think, 48 of the 50 states so and, and 30 countries, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you get to meet people, and that's what it's all about. I mean, when you're looking back at it in 30, 40 years, are you thinking, man, I learned so much in anatomy class. <laughs> or are you thinking that that night that we spent hanging out in the room, you know, talking about this and doing this? I think those are what's really important, and that's why we're here right now, you know. So yeah. I, I like that a lot. Totally agree. So we are rounding out here on time, and I just want to say this was a little bit different than our more more traditional episodes where I get together with some team members of, of a certain sport and we have a little Q&A about their organization, but I, I really enjoyed this more of just free flow kind of get to know you guys episode. So I, I thank you guys a lot for joining us on the show here. Unfortunately, my co-host Tim wasn't able to make it, so it was a little bit different without him, but I, I'm really, really excited for this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope like in 30, 40 years, you guys go back to this and you're like, Wow, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to try and keep all these uh, tapes alive and keep them flowing. Hopefully I can get a, a a deal with Spotify, you know? We'll see. I've kind of picked up a liking for making podcasts. But uh, any any final thoughts before we close out here? You're really good at making podcasts. I'm really impressed <laughs> with, like, you're not reading from a script. You're just kind yeah, of talking. And I, I could never do that because I'm too nervous. <laughs> I'm awkward when it comes to talking. Thank you, thank you. That's one of one of the things that I uh, my dad's been trying to get me to do for a long time now is just communicate with people. You know, ever since I was a little kid, he, he would force me to go talk to this person or that por- person. You know, I, I remember sitting at a Starbucks. Uh, that's a that's a story in itself there. But we were hanging out with uh, my dad's buddies, and he, every time I want to do something, he's gonna go, "Okay, go go ahead and ask him. If you want to know, you gotta go ask him." You know, and so I, learning, learning from. Uh, a young age, I think that's helped me a lot kind of growing up. And now now that we're here, I'm able to do this kind of stuff. But uh, the, the the positive criticism, I don't know if it would be positive criticism or reinforcement or affirmation, I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. So thank you. 
Um, that's gonna that's gonna be it for tonight's episode of After Tops. So I thank everybody that's listening. I mean, you my my viewers are, mean a lot to me that uh, you're still here. So we're gonna continue this with throughout the throughout the year and maybe into uh, next year. We'll we'll figure something out. Uh, I'm Eric Marshall, co-host Tim Flanagan's not here, and that's After Taps. Thank you.